Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. This is another part in this series on the psychology of politics. My most recent podcast spent time on the history of policing and how we generated a policing system back in 1829 through the brilliance of a man in London by the name of Sir Robert Peel. Anybody in policing has read the work and the works of uh, Robert Peel, and certainly understand his basic idea about policing. So if you miss it, I recommend you go back one podcast, pick up that podcast relative to the history of policing and where we are today and some of the ideas that are still prevalent and still valid today as we look at the policing problem across the country. Now what I'd like to do today is join you in our conversation, encourage you to understand some of the issues that are going on in the police department some of the ways that the police can improve their services, improve their image, and improve their community relationships, and uh, pass it on, part of conversation with your friends and with others. The idea is to join the conversation, but also to push the conversation along, to open up the conversation, and to engage other people, and to engage your community in conversation. And should you ever have opportunity to be part of a forum or attend a forum on policing in your community, Go and participate, and I'll give you some ideas that you might want to share if you do that. So policing is a critical issue in our community. It's a necessary service. It's one that we have invested enormous amount of money and effort and time and creative thought in how to make a police department functional and valid and successful and relevant and part of the community, integrated into the part of the community system part of the community value system. So what I'd like to do today is to just identify several ideas that a police department might want to consider, should consider. Now these ideas are not necessarily brand new. Some of them have been on the market for a while. Some have been put before police departments for a while. But this may be a time to renew the discussion and to renew the thinking on how to be an effective police officer or how to develop an effective police system within your community. What does it take to have an effective, positive, valid, and effective police department functioning in your community? Well, let me give you a a series of ideas that can just generate more discussion and generate some feeling and generate some ideas that might be able to be incorporated and improve the policing departments in your area, in your state. Here's number one. A policeman, a a police officer is responsible to develop not only a uh, system to protect the community, but also a system to develop goodwill and good relationship within that community. In other words, it might be important for a police to stop somebody on the street and commend them for positive driving skills, for handling a particular situation. It might be important for a policeman to stop by the schoolrooms and just talk to kids of all grade levels, not just the younger grade level. In other words, build some relationship, particularly at the high school level. It might be important for police officers to be expected to stop by the local coffee shop and have coffee and interact with the other people in that coffee shop. In other words, be a person, be a human, part of the community, be part of the system of growth and development and education and relationships within a community. Public relations is a job that police officers have to do for themselves. You can't hire that out. You can't turn that over to somebody else. A police officer must develop his own public relations and they have to be trained in how to do that and be encouraged to do it and be mentored in how to do it. 
so that it flows well and the community becomes part of the police department. Police department becomes part of the community. There's an integration there. So in other words, number one, public relations. Police officer is expected to develop positive relationships in many, many different ways. And I've just given you a couple. Okay, here's another one. Continuing education. Every professional, attorneys, accountants, school teachers, psychologists, marriage family counselors, on down the line, professionals are expected to participate in continuing education, formal continuing education, independent continuing education. So I would advocate that maybe a police department should develop or the whole police force of the nation, certainly for any given state, because it's always on a state-to-state basis, a state to have a program of continuing education for the police officers. In other words, yes, they would go to school on nights and weekends and uh, days off and so on and take a class, subject relevant policing. So continuing education in the same way that doctors and everybody else have to get their continuing education unit. I have to, as a psychologist, participate in 36 hours every two years continuing education. I would recommend that for police officers as well. So up, keep them upgraded. Keep them knowledgeable. Keep them understanding and keep them alert and keep them on top of the issues that are going on in the community and going on in police development across the country. So continuing education is number two. Here's number three, a tenure system. You know, school teachers have a tenure system. They teach for about three to five years and then they are up for tenure. They are evaluated and they have to have all their credentials put forth and their record of teaching is put forth and they are evaluated for entrance entrance into a tenure status, which means then that they have permanent employment, given any problem that would be developed that would certainly be cause for them to be terminated. But basically, they have the blessing of their colleagues and of the system in which they operate. So for police, yeah, let's start a continuing education program for them. Then let's set up a tenure system so that they have to prevent present their credentials, and then have those credentials evaluated, and then be either terminated, given one year more of work, or maintain full employment. So a tenure system is certainly a necessary uh, step along the way of improving our police department along with continuing education and putting on the responsibility for the police to develop human relations within the community. Here's another one, which I call the mentoring system. You know, police are generally mentored for about six months or a year once they come on the force. So they come out of school, they get a job, and they're assigned a mentor, somebody to shadow them, somebody to help them, somebody to consult with, somebody to guide them. But that stops usually at the one-year point, sometimes before that. I would recommend that the mentoring system go on forever. There'll always be a mentoring system. There'll always be somebody that is your buddy, so to speak, or somebody that you can consult and somebody that looks over your work and somebody that understands what you're doing. A senior member of your police department is your mentor. And after you've worked perhaps 10 years, now you can be a mentor to somebody else. So a mentoring system, I think, would be a very excellent thing for police, particularly these younger policemen, in not just a one year, but in the first 10 years, to make sure they're doing things right, to make sure they're doing things that are positive for the community. Make sure they're doing things that would enhance the police department in their community. Then also that they do the job right and have somebody that they can talk to. Sure, they have a captain and sure they have a commander and sure they have people in the hierarchy of the police department. But a mentor, on somebody who's on the street with them, somebody who's in the car with them, somebody who is on the calls with them to help them debrief and immediately 
after a particular event. So maybe I can teach them. What are the teaching points of every call? What are the teaching points of every involvement? So mentoring is another option. Here's another one. <clears throat> what I call an independent review. Every three to five years, on a random basis, the chief of the police department would randomly select 5, 10, or 20 of the policemen and policewomen for an independent review. And... Um, they would be evaluated on all the standards of policing, all their performance that they've engaged in, their community relations effort, and uh, how they've handled different calls and so on. In other words, the track record of their work would be reviewed independently by an independent board. So every year, three or four or five uh, police officers are selected for review, and that would go on every single year. So there's always this review going on within the department and it's done randomly so nobody knows who's going to be evaluated in any particular year and it could start after the first year it could start after the second year it could start after the third year but let's do an independent review of police officers just to assure that they are not only maintaining standards but they're improving those standards and they're living up to those standards but they're living beyond those standards in a very positive you know, kind of way. So um, we have community education, independent review, we have a mentoring system, we have a tenure system, and we have positive human community relationships being necessary. And then I would like to see a three-tier police department. You have tier number one, that would be community service. Police officers that are devoted full-time to serve the interests and the needs and the problems of the community in a human contact manner to help the community, to serve with the community in various projects, to bring the police into the projects that are going on within the community. They would visit churches. They would visit schools. You know, they would visit homes for the elderly. They would visit the senior centers of our country, of our cities, and so on. Bring the police into the mainstream of life of a community. Call that community service. They would respond to calls where it might be just domestic in nature so that they can assist couples and families that are having trouble. That would be tier number one. Tier number two would be a domestic, what we call domestic force. These are the ones that have to deal with child abuse and have to do with elder abuse and have to do with uh, marital abuse, parent abuse, and, and so on in the families and just the, the relationships that take place within family life and uh, be devoted to that, be specialists in that area so they can handle that in a that whole swat of activity and crime and misbehavior that takes place at the family level, at the human level of the home family. And then third tier would be what I call the criminal force, and these are the ones that would deal with the day-to-day -day crimes that take place and the awful crimes that take place in a community and do the investigations and do the work for the courts to bring justice to people who have committed serious crimes. Right now, we expect a given police officer to deal in all three of these areas, and often they are not. They can do one, but maybe not the other, or maybe they can two and not the other, but police officers could have specializations, community service, or of domestic service, or of criminal service in the force and in the community. In other words, we would be having specialists serve us in the community in these three different areas of specialization. So it's possible to improve our police force. It's possible to improve what's going on in our communities at the police level. And here are just a few suggestions. I urge you to think about them. I urge you to discuss them with your family. I urge you to pass them on in your community. Pass them on to people that you know. 
Pass them on to police officers that you know in your family and in your community. Have this discussion with them. Encourage those in a, a position of authority and decision-making to consider these kinds of ideas. Send this podcast on to somebody else who is in a position of decision-making and authority. Perhaps that can be handled very well. So, thanks for joining me today, and I recommend that you go to my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. Pick up the book there, The Psychology Missive. It's a book devoted to law enforcement officers to guide them in their choice of a career and to help them in their marriages and to help them in their service to their community and so on. So it's a nice little book for officers and um, families, police officers. So www.booksbyhedberg.com and it's called The Psychology Missive.